the horns. It is Wednesday, June 26th. Miles Simmons here with DeMarco Farr. We're sitting on the comfy chairs. It's nice. Yes. Uh, uh, the calm before the storm. It, it might as well be, like, comfortable. Yeah. Because we have, like, downtime. It's, we don't have off time, Miles. No okay. one's ever off in professional football. I'm sorry. Go this... tell Sean McVay he's off. Well, or you're taking some time off. Okay. <laughs> Sean McVay is taking time Your off right now. Your room would be a sewing room when he's, he gets back. He's off, you know, in the on in even Europe if he's not somewhere. here, he's on. Yes, he's well, doing football stuff everywhere. All right, well, can we? Since you started here, yeah. we can say congratulations, Sean McVay, on your recent engagement. Yes, to his fiance. Yes, because he's already married. You didn't know this. Oh, oh. He's been married to Jared Goff since he took the job. <laughs> <laughs> so this is his second engagement. I yeah. just saw that you you tweeted that. Yes, yeah, but congrats, that's awesome. Yeah, that's a big deal. Yeah. yeah, it is, and it's nice. And I mean, this is this is the time of year where these things get to happen because you're not you don't have to be on the entire time, right? Like that's why when I tweet, oh, you know, we're gonna take some time off because we're not going to be here for the next two weeks. You can be here and sit and talk and in the microphone if you want. I'm I'm not because I need a break. Okay, they're all gonna catch you. I don't, you don't get to take breaks, Miles. Yes, I do. No, you don't. Absolutely yes. not. No. Even look, I, I bet on his wedding. I swore on this podcast. I bet on his wedding day he's going to be watching football at some point during the day. I would not doubt okay. that, but I also You think not Wade Phillips takes coach. days off? No. Even think, when he's conducting a symphony, he's thinking football. How can I make my team better doing this? That's all that's about. Why do you do this? What? Because I'm just telling people, you. No, because like we gotta get you to, in shape, man. People, Come on. I, there's a difference between staying in shape and like people having to be human, uh, right? Complacent. You you went to the Super Bowl. Now you can take days off. Oh my goodness. See, you've been there. You've been to the mountaintop. Now you can take days off. Nobody's taking days off. Off. Like you. But you getting there is get, easy. Staying there is hard. You need to take. You sound like one of these idiot fans that TV I just 12, can't baby. stand. Come on now. Like, you have to take some time in order to get your mind right for the season. That was March. I don't see. No, it's not March. March. It's now. You had two weeks after the Super Bowl. That was your time to decompress. Well, if you're Aaron Donald, it was only three days. Bingo. Tell him him to take an off day. He doesn't take off days. Do it from a distance, though. What do you mean? If you're going to tell him to take an off day, just do it from a distance. So that he he can't get you? Yeah, so he can't grab you. Yes. Yeah. Have you seen him with his campers? Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I worry about those kids. <laughs> I do. Just let him win. I mean, re- whatever he tells you to do, do. I mean, really. If he grabs, the guy, he throws grown men. Oh, I know. Yeah, when he grabs a child, I worry a little bit. You better have, like, one of those padded mats. Yes. Like, like for stunt coordinators. Right. You know, like when they're falling out of a window and no then they, like, land on one of those things. And it's just He may have a game day flashback while he's grabbing you. <laughs> you know, and he, he's not responsible for what happens after that. Uh, yeah. You probably have to sign a waiver in order to be in an Aaron no, Donald camp. Probably. But how cool is that to learn from the best? And uh, one of the quotes I heard um, was he was on the field 100 percent of the time with the kids uh, is awesome. Yes. It's, so it's not like you're coming to his camp where he throws a football to you for 15 minutes and that's all you get. He is actually working out with you. That I think that's awesome. Not only that, I mean, it's, it's not just working out. It's the instruction. Yeah. yeah, that, yeah. It's detailed instruction. Like, no, I don't think you want to move your arm that way because if you move it this way, it gives you more leverage. And this way you can get into the backfield quicker. That like it's yeah. the little details and the stuff that he has studied for years and years and years that he wants to pass on to others. It made me laugh. It's the same as Michael Jordan trying to teach somebody how to, you know, switch to the left hand in midair. 
Sure. This is how you do this. Wait a minute, coach. You want me to, <laughs> you want me to do what now? Yeah, I, I'm not Superman. Well, Talk to me like I'm human. Or like that Kawhi story yeah. that where Kawhi was apparently asking his high school coach, well, why can't we all just play man-up defense? I don't understand why we have to switch all the time. Yeah, that's, that's, you have to sit him down. Yeah, all <laughs> men aren't created equal. You'll, right. Yeah, without pumping his head up. You know, in other words, you can, we can't. Yes. Yeah. Like not, 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 not everybody can do what you do. No doubt. Absolutely. And that's, but that's why a lot of athletes have a hard time teaching because they don't understand. Like, why can't you do this? I do this. True. You know, uh, uh, studying coaches, it's the same thing when you study their playing history. You yeah. know, a, a, a lot of these guys that are assistant coaches never really transitions to the profession, professional level. Or they just weren't the big stud athletes. They just couldn't do things rolling out of bed. You actually had to study and work and take notes and do everything. That, to me, makes you a better coach than being a fantastic football player. You know what I mean? I agree. The guy that had to work hard at it uh, can teach better than the guy that can just do it naturally. Yes. Yeah, no doubt about it. And I think with Aaron Donald's work ethic, that's probably part of why he can teach because he is so meticulously detailed in everything he does. Well, that's the thing. That's what makes him so damn dangerous and scary and fantastic. Well, he's fantastic because he's on our team. That's number one. If he was on the other side, you'd probably hate him. But he's a, he's a fantastic athlete. He's a guy that can roll out of bed and do it. Plus, he works hard. Mm -hmm. He works as hard as a guy that doesn't have half the athletic ability. That's what makes him so great. Yes, yes, no doubt about it. Uh, so the great thing about Aaron Donald, though, especially this year, is that we will see him at training camp. Mm -hmm. And we have not for the last two years. So we now do have training camp dates. Uh, first day of training camp is July 27th. It's a Saturday at UC Irvine. And there are seven open practice dates for the public. So that'll be really cool. You'll have the kickoff festival on July 27th, and they're going to give away a schedule magnet mm -hmm. for all fans. That's kind of nice. And there's a license plate holder for season ticket members while supplies last. No so kidding. That's no. very cool. If you're a season ticket member, you should definitely come to that one. Also, if you want to become a season ticket member, you should go to the rams.com slash tickets. They are still available to you. So I would encourage something. you, if you come out to watch the Rams practice, mm -hmm. don't watch him. I mean, watch him. Like, he's he's an attraction. Go out and watch. Yes. But that's a proven commodity. You're going to see the same thing after the first 15 minutes. He's going to beat everyone out there. Go watch other position battles. Go watch the running backs. That's going to be fun. Watch the receivers work. I mm -hmm. mean, watching Aaron Donald work is fun for the day. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's going to get repetitive. You know? Because all he's going to do is win. Win, 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 more win, 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 unless he's working on something. So that's fun to go see. But go watch the other stuff that's going on. Watch Jared Goff this year. Mm -hmm. I can't wait to see him run his fourth training camp. Not Sean McVay, Jared Goff run his training camp. Well, I would say, the listen, I would say that it would be Jared Goff running his third training camp because you could. I, I don't know that you could say that he would was running training camp in 2016. Well, I'm not going to say that. At that time, at yeah. that time, it was more Case Keenum. Show. But it's not going to not count. He's there. I mean, he wasn't the guy, but he's still an important factor. He was the future. Yes. Now he's the present. He's the now. So I can't wait to see him in his fourth year. Yes. In his fourth training camp, I guess run his third. How about that? Yes. Is that is that fair? Yes. God. That is more fair. Mensa's smart over here. We have Jeez. to we have to be very precise on our language. I had a friend that just had her IQ tested and I didn't know there were levels to IQ tests. Did you? Yeah. There's Mensa Smart. Yeah. There's Mega Smart and Prometheus Smart. Did you know that? Okay, so I didn't know the other two, but I you know I know Mensa. Mensa, yes, but there's Mega and Prometheus. I had no idea that existed. So what level was she? Uh, Mensa smart. Okay. Like like top of the line Mensa smart. But her friend is 
mega smart and there's not that many people on the planet or in this country that are mega smart so prometheus is like the highest of the high yes like the one tenth of one percent i said i thought prometheus was just the name of a movie i had no idea it was actually like a line of demarcation in in terms of intelligence i yes. didn't know that either yeah so I mean, i'm not that smart it got me to thinking like you know guys like sean mcveigh with that photographic memory i wonder where you actually put him if you did test his iq oh interesting i, I bet it would be like Really, really high. Yeah, probably. Yeah, like modern NFL. It's no longer, you know, Mike Dick, a grunt, and John Madden. I mean, this it's it's smart people league now. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> well, you have to be in order to to make sure that you're doing yeah. the right things and, and getting the most out of the players. Uh, but more days. So, yeah. uh, Vamos Rams days on July 28th. That's a Sunday. There's apparently a Rams knit scarf giveaway. Nice. That, so that sounds pretty cool. Like probably one of those things, you know, where like at LAFC or yeah. any other soccer match yeah. where I'm holding. I'm. This is great for radio. I'm holding now like a banner. Like, yeah. as I motion to you, but nobody can see me do that. You're because doing a great job. CGI, you put one there, you're there. You're doing a great job acting. Thank you. You're a blue screen actor right now. Thanks. Or green screen, whatever it is. But yeah, go ahead. It, 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 yeah, it's green screen. Thank, thanks for being my, the Chris Kardashian I for me. I was right there Doing with amazing, you. sweetie, right? Uh, Legends Day is then on July 29th. That's yes. a Monday. So that's you. That's your day. Yes. Uh, every time I actually have something to do that day, but it's always great to see ex-teammates and guys that came before you yes yeah yeah so you can visit the rams.com for more on training camp but i think yeah. it is going to be exciting and go, if, if rosie's out there go see rosie yeah yeah uh, go shake the man's hand i mean that's that's a connection to the past that's greatness go say hello absolutely yeah. um and that that's one of the nice things though about training camp at uc Irvine is that the way it's set up especially with the legends mm -hmm. and, and things like that where you can go up you can shake their hand before practice you can get an autograph Everything is so accessible. Yeah. Oh, I, I have one th a bone to pick with some of my, you know, brethren. A alumni. bone to pick. Yeah, alumni. Okay. Okay. Um, only certain guys get chairs out there. Just saying. All right. You have to earn the chair. Okay. It, look, we can start with, yellow, with, with gold jackets. Uh-huh. If you've got a gold jacket and there's a chair there for a legend, you get it. Okay? <laughs> Not first, second, third year guy. No. No, no, no. Or five years in, no chair. Mm -hmm. If you're a Hall of Famer, get chair. Yep. If you're not a Hall of Famer, if you played 12 years, you get chair. Okay. Make sense? Yeah. Okay, thank you. So you're saying that, like, somebody who only played a couple years well, and is still able-bodied? To see, uh, I'm not going to mention names, but to see this guy sitting down and right behind you is a guy that's twice your age with a gold jacket standing up and it's hot. That ain't Give right. Give that guy your chair. That ain't right. I'm just yeah. saying. Yeah, it's yeah. like being on the bus. And Thank you. You see a pregnant lady come on the bus. Stand up. Oh, is that a thing? Yeah. I'm kidding. <laughs> what? I'm kidding. I was making fun of you. Oh. Yes, I, I agree with you. Absolutely. You, I feel like you were making fun of me in that instance. No, like if no, that, no. If you were trying to make fun of me, I feel like you did a self-own. No wonder you're looking at me like that. I'm like, why are you staring through me right I'm like, now? I'm like, why are you self-owning? Because, I, no, I'm not self-owning. You kind of did. I would be the one that gives up the chair. Yes. Yeah. I'm always looking for that. When Jackie Slater was my teammate, mm -hmm. wherever he wanted to sit was his chair. <laughs> when you've been <laughs> no in crap, the league Sherlock. that long, wherever right. you want to sit is your chair. I can care less who's in it. Yes. And we had four or five guys that would make sure that was possible. Mm -hmm. Hey, you have to move. That's Jackie's row. That's Jackie's chair. Yes. Same thing should apply for veterans. Yes. Just be respectful of guys that have been through it longer than you. Yes. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. What, about, what about if you're on a flight? And somebody offers you fifteen hundred dollars for a seat. Would okay. you do? Would you take it? Okay, wait. It depends. It depends. Am I tired? 
Am I exhausted? What's going on with me? I don't know. Because, I mean, 1500 bucks is a lot of money, right? It's a good amount of money. It's very enticing. But sometimes that's not enough for how tired I am, and I need this freaking leg room. Yeah. Yeah. My If my knees are on fire, 1500 bucks isn't going to be enough to get me to fold into another seat to make my knees feel worse. Also, how long is the flight? Do we know how long that flight I was it, for Cam Newton? That's I, what we're talking about I for those of you who don't know. I heard something about eight hours. Ooh. That's, I heard it was like... Only 1500 for eight hours? Exactamundo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. yeah, yeah. Um, God, Orlando Pace. I love him to death. Great guy. Uh, would jump in front of a a moving bus for Orlando. Yeah. He's that kind of guy. When he came in, I think he offered me like five grand for for the number 75. Okay. Dude, we almost went right there. Mm. Dude, that number means way too much to me, and who the hell do you think I am to give it up for five grand? (laughs) Especially since you were the first pick in the draft. Come on, dude. You got to do better than that. Thank you. And that that was end of conversation right there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Put a zero on that, we might talk. Yes. Yeah. Yes. But 1500 bucks, depending on how I feel, it may not be enough. Right. Yeah. That I mean, that makes sense. Right. I, so, don't, I don't know the guy. I don't know who turned him down. I don't know whatever. So apparently, a Newton's, so Newton was flying from Charlotte to Paris. Yeah, eight hours. Okay, yeah. So that's eight, eight hours, eight, <laughs> nine hours maybe. So he missed his original flight for connecting. Um, because he because he was connecting, he originally was flying from Dallas to Charlotte to Paris, right? So he missed the connecting flight in Charlotte, mm-hmm. as I'm reading this now, and then that's when he offered the fifteen hundred dollars. So that's how he was in. Coach. That's how, yeah, that's how okay. he was in coach. That, 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 I guess that answers that. But yes. I mean, look, fifteen hundred bucks—that's that, good pocket change for for traveling money. Right. So when we say you should have offered more, well, maybe that's all he had in his pocket. Right. That's true. So, but still, depending on how I'm feeling that day, yeah, it, it may not be enough. Sometimes it may be like twice what I want for that seat. I know a lot of people would have given that seat up for much less, but it just depends on who you are and, and where you are. Yes. Yeah. I don't know. It's but a bad flying, look, though. It is. <laughs> but if you're flying home in, in regular economy, like, oh, man, that's just... Well, it, that's what we did coming back from London, right? Yeah, but the difference is we weren't next to somebody, you know? I get, We did have open seats. We had, right. oh, yeah, because you yeah. have more than one seat, so that's why it was nicer. So I liked how we flew home because, you know, I had two seats to myself and, yeah. like, just on the aisle and – excuse me, on a window. Right. So I could, like, lean over. Move around, the, yeah, get, get you comfortable. Know. You know, when I was coaching, um, when we'd fly these guys out to Germany, right? Yeah. They'd give the coaches, us, first-class seats and put the team in the back and coach. And I'm talking 340-pound guys sitting next to each other. Mm -hmm. I went back there and looked, saw these guys that were completely uncomfortable for a 10-hour flight, and I could care less. (laughs) 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 I could. Uh, You got to earn this, homeboy. (laughs) They don't send the good players to Europe, just just so you know. How many? (laughs) You've said before that you had to say that to people, right? Like, they don't send the good players to Europe? A ton, yeah. Because they get a big head. I mean, guys that usually don't get a lot of notoriety here at the professional level. I yeah. mean, they're fourth, fifth, sixth string guys yeah. that are getting a shot because you show some ability. When you get to Germany, I mean, these guys have full-on posters. You know? Sure. So they get to live that life, but it's, you know, this is not really that life, man. Right, Yeah, right. you're big here, not there. So when they do start walking in with swagger or start talking back to the coach, Oh, that's because their heads pumped. Hey, look, man, you got to remember they don't send their good players here. Yep. Yeah, your reward for playing like good football in Europe 
is more hard work when you get back to training camp. Know that. Mm -hmm. You don't get to walk into an offseason. So you have to remind them of that. Yeah. And sometimes you can't and you have to send them home. Well. Yeah. Interesting. Big time. Yeah. I, I loved coaching. Um, that was the toughest part for me when having a player turn around and MF me. Hmm. Yeah. Dude, I stood on a table to get you here. And now, okay. That, that's how you're going to treat me. We're going to have some me. issues. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I, I would say so. Yeah. Um, but so I, we got a couple questions about this. Um, and it was basically why are the Rams only having seven open practices mm -hmm. at UCI this year? And really, it's because the Rams are going to be a transient team in August. Mm -hmm. Really, I mean, they're going to be cool. all over the place, Which right? Is cool. So you know, you're going to be down at UCI for a week, week and a half, about two weeks, and then Oakland. Yes, right. going up to Napa. Napa to train with the Oakland Raiders for a couple days before the preseason game. Right. Then I think back here for a day or two at Cal Lutheran. And then, and then to Hawaii. Hawaii to go play the Cowboys. Oh, cool. So That's really cool. Yes. Yeah. And then by that time, you know, after the second preseason game, that's when you would be breaking camp anyway. Yeah. So that that's really the answer as to why are there so there why are there fewer open practices? Right. That's the answer. And honestly though, seven is not a bad number. When it comes to open practices for teams around the league at this point, because I've seen some like the Eagles, they're only having one open practice. Yeah, in all of August slash July. Um, I think you should open up your training camp, your practices to as many fans as possible because I don't care who you are, you're always trying to gain new fans. No and doubt about it. There's no better way to gain fans than to bring them out to training camp so you can see the embryo stage of a football team, right? Yeah. Um, so it makes sense. I mean, some teams are more established. It, it, with their fan bases, so you can hold one and know you're going to sell out week one no matter what, mm -hmm. depending on how, how well you did. But I kind of like this program. I know it's like it would be unpopular with the owners because preseason, it's a moneymaker for them. But I would rather travel around and practice with other teams yeah. in controlled environments so it won't get out of hand. Exactly. And then – just go ahead and start the regular season. Maybe right. one or two preseason games and go. It, it, it's gonna. That's why the Rams had the luxury of not necessarily playing their starters mm -hmm. in these preseason games because they're going to be practicing with the Chargers. That's going to be happening in there as well yeah. um, in that first couple of weeks. There's one at UCI and I believe one in Costa Mesa or maybe it's at StubHub or whatever Home Depot yeah. Center, Super whatever Bowl they call contenders, it now. Chargers. Yes, actually, yeah. So says Mr. Ingram. Well, you know what? I mean, they they were potentially Super Bowl contenders last year. They did go 12 and 4, right? So far I've heard what? A couple of Super Bowl guarantees. Oh, I don't pay any attention I, to but that. But I'm just I just come on. That's because, that's no, rule number 1. I, don't put I, that out there. I know, but the the thing about that is like whenever somebody gives one of those things like a Super Bowl, oh, we're going to do that that Hey, that's the way you should always feel regardless. Like, if, if you are playing in this league, your goal is to go to the Super Bowl anyway. So, I mean, yeah. But B, it's usually some media outlet is asking a question that is designed to induce that answer. Wow. You have an intern here, right, from high school? Yeah. His first day, he walks in and says, man, I can't wait to write for the team. While you're right here, how are you going to feel? I can't wait else. to do your job, Miles. <laughs> I sometimes, you know, people um, used to tweet me more that more often than they do now, and I would be like, "Oh, so you just want to take my job? Like, where I, where am I going to go?" Exactly. But there's more. There's space for more than one writer uh, on the. Rams. You can feel that way, but you shouldn't put that into words. You shouldn't put that out in the universe. It never yes. comes back the right way. Exactly. Yeah. That which is part of what I was saying. But okay. again, like something, I think some things get induced from other media. Right. Outlets. But 
to go back to your point, yeah. I, practicing against the Chargers yes. is going to be good work yes. for both sides to get better. Yes, Yeah. absolutely. Uh, yeah, strengths and weaknesses, depending on when you match up, could be the game. It, it, it may be the, the, the tell-all for the game, mm -hmm. you know, position battles and whatnot. So I think these two teams match up rather well. So getting good work on the interior or on the outside, receivers versus corners versus that secondary – it's only going to make both sides better. Right, yeah. right, exactly. And then you're going to have the same kind of thing with the Oakland Raiders. Mm -hmm. I think it'll be fun to see Aqib Tlaib, Marcus Peters, go up against somebody like Antonio Brown on those now, days. Now, th that's the one that, 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 that makes me nervous. That's like going to a haunted house. What? It, it, I mean, it's, it's Gruden, it's McVay, it's the Raiders, it's Tlaib. I mean, that's the one that has potential to spill over into something nasty crabtree's not there anymore we I, didn't get any chain snatching last year anyway in okay. baltimore so and aren't they on hard knocks they are on yeah, hard knocks. that's what i'm this has potential man well you know? okay the the other thing is vanta's perfect richie incognito oh boy <laughs> that's that's what i'm saying like richie and richie Aaron. exactly oh. is how is richie incognito gonna try to fight aaron Donald? that would be when i when when sean when sean mcveigh and, and john gruden get together for like a rules of engagement yeah that should be one these two guys cannot go one-on-one -on -one. No. they should not be over each other in any sort of drill i agree yeah because they they both don't know how to take backward steps at all mm -hmm. yeah yeah so it's that's that's what i mean that one has potential to spin out of <laughs> Or spin into something crazy. Yes, it yeah. does. And I think, the, what I think about when anybody tries to challenge Aaron Donald, I don't, were you there for this? In 2016, okay, it must have been OTAs. Did you really just ask me that? Was I there for that? Did you hear him say that? No, I I, I meant this particular. days. I'm sorry, go go ahead. Oh, anyway, get, which, get out of which here. day was, wasn't I there for? Go ahead. Get, first of all, get out of here Off with that. Off day. Okay, go ahead. Stop that. Go ahead. You know, there have been like two practices that I have missed in the entire five years that I've been here. Turn my neck a little and bit. One of, and they style. were because it, in 2017, Kurt Warner got inducted into the Hall of Fame. This is true. You had to go. Yes. Yes. And so I had to go to that. Which so. Aaron Donald day? Did he rip the face mask off? Yes. Yes. Okay. That's where, that's the story I was about to tell. Well, tell, tell the story. Okay, again. well. Yeah. <laughs> So I don't remember. It was some nameless um, offensive lineman mm -hmm. who tried to step to Aaron Donald in the middle of OTA. I, I know the guy's name, by the way. What was the guy's I'm name? I'm not telling you. Go ahead. No, he, if you can tell the story better than tell the story about it. His name was Faceless. Go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. Yes, he was nameless. He's nameless and faceless because I'm sorry I haven't thought about to him you. in three years. <laughs> Go ahead. So it, it could have been like Mike Rimmers or something. I don't know. Go ahead. All right. So anyway. He's like tries to challenge Aaron Donald for some reason. Like he takes a swing at him, lunges at him, whatever. Bad career move. Aaron Donald has one hand on his chest to hold him back, takes the other hand, his right hand, and just swipes the face mask off of his helmet Slapped it. in one fell swoop. Looked like a bear. I've never seen anything like that. Now I remember assistant coach um, Mac, Coach Mac. Mm -hmm. He comes up and he's just he is incredulous. And he yeah. goes, I, I've never seen anything like that in Turned my life. Turned the guy into a Newt Rockney player, like the helmet with no face mask. Yes. Yeah. And then started banging him on the head with his own face mask. It's, yeah, it got, that got real scary. Like, please stop him if you can. Yeah. yeah. I know what you mean. That same thing with 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 Aaron and and if you get anywhere close to Richie Incognito, they <laughs> both play the same style. Just one knows when to stop. Well, one knows how to play between the lines, right? And the other has one knows when to people. stop. The other one does not. But I mean, if if there's anyone in this world that can teach Richie when to stop, it's going to be Aaron. Yeah, so this this will be fun.
Yeah, I was. I remember that. I've only seen that one other time, and it was in college. And the guy that did it was six seven three twenty. Oh, where he snatched the face mask literally off the guy's head. Yeah. So why did that happen when you were in college? Like, was it the same kind of deal? Yeah, I don't, I don't know if you've else? ever heard the name Bob Sapp. Mm-mm. Okay, Google search Bob Sapp. Okay. okay he's, a, he's a fighter now. He's huge, like, okay. in stature and in Japan. He's a big deal. But he was that size in college, and he was a true freshman, and I was a senior. Mm-hmm. So this is funny. I'll tell you this story. So Please. he's a defensive lineman at first. We rec- recruited him. Couldn't really move. He was just strong as hell. So we'd send him down with the offense on the other end of the field. He was a scout team defensive player. There were dust-ups every day. I mean, you'd look down there, and there'd be like 10 guys going at it, and it'd be nine on one, and he's winning. Yeah, I mean, it was, and he's a freshman. He's just throwing guys. <laughs> this is like the Matrix. He's like Neo. Right, but it's like like physical torture. It's, it's not as pretty as what Neo does. This is just bad stuff. Like, he's okay. trying to hurt people. So they couldn't do anything with him, so they sent him down to us as a scout team offensive lineman, and they put him right over me. Mm-hmm. Right, so this guy has punked the entire team as a true freshman, and I'm a senior, and I'm a captain. So now I'm expected to put this rookie in his place. Yes. Dude, I had never been more scared in my life. <laughs> I swear to God. I'm serious. This dude has beaten up everyone on offense, and now I have to deal with him, right? Yeah. Yeah, so we, we got into a dust-up. So I hit him in the face as quick as I could. He smiled, he screamed, and ran at me. So I just dove at his legs and held on, right? So he gets me in a headlock or my helmet and starts punching on the helmet. I unsnap the helmet, slide out. I'm standing by the coach. He's still punching the helmet, thinking I'm in it. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm, I'm telling my D-line coach, we've got to do something about this guy. <laughs> As he's wailing on my helmet. Yeah. And then later on that night at dinner, he walks over and apologizes and says, I'm sorry I lost my composure. But that's what happens. Dude, this is a freshman. Yeah, crazy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So anyway, he winds up now. He's uh, he's a big time MMA guy. You'll see. Okay. When you Google search him, you won't Bob believe Sapp. how big this guy is. All right. Oh, yeah. Anyway, where were we? I was. That was a great story. Oh, dude, he was nailing. I'm swear to God, I'm watching him. He's trying to punch a hole through a helmet. And I swear, given enough time, he might have. But my head is no longer in it, and he didn't know. Wow. Yeah. Crazy. Well, I guess that's why he's a good fighter. Big time. I have one headlock story that I, the one time I ever put somebody in a headlock and I didn't know what it was. Right. So this dude, I was in kindergarten. Mm -hmm. Right. And this guy kept like messing with my friend and I was tired of him messing with my friend. So at recess, like he's messing with my friend, whatever I take him and I put him in a headlock and I throw his hat over the fence. So you got him in a headlock and you take the hat and throw it over the fence. Yes. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Like I don't, I, 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 my whole life, I guess I've been like this. You don't mess with my friends. Nice. Like, I'm, I'm big into that. So of course, like I kind of got in trouble, and like they call my mom and whatnot. For the headlock or for the hat? Both. Okay, both. Okay. Yeah, I mean, you can't just, just check it. I don't know what school that. you went to. No, that's fair. Okay. All right. So <laughs> my mom loves telling this story, right? So apparently, when my mom asked me about it, she's like, "What did you do to this kid?" I was like, "Mom, I, I don't know. I, I bended him over because he was messing with my friend." <laughs> I bended him over. Okay. All right. We have a new, <laughs> <laughs> new sports vernacular. He bended that him is, over. Yes. And that's the one time that wow. I have ever put somebody From in the Emmett box. Smith wordsmith. <laughs> wow. Unbelievable. Wow. Well, look, if we ever get into a dust up anywhere on the road, you better be putting people in a headlock. Just 
Okay. Now that I know you can do it, at least you got the headlock. I now. could do it when I was okay. six, so I don't, okay. I don't know. Um, but yeah, so one of the interesting things, I guess, about the off season and where we are right now is that this is the time of year when sports talk radio, and you probably know this more than anybody, will go into the, the random subjects, yeah. right? Of, well, how do we fix the all-star game? You well, know, and that's not what we're going to do here. No, but sports talk, I have to say this. Right after the the baseball all-star game yes. is the most boring time in sports. It is. It's when There's it's nothing. when people go on vacation. And right when the Stanley Cup and the NBA finish, it gets a little thin. So it does. on sports talk radio, yes, you have to find ways to peel the onion. A- exactly. Yeah. So we're going to do a little bit of that today, but we're going to do it in a more fun way. I, I think it'll oh be more relevant. What game did you come up with now? It's not, it, no, I, we talked about this. I'm okay. not doing anything that we did not talk about. I bet you're the king of board games, by the way. You know what? I'm really not. Uh, you really? What was that, that, that one game where you, celebrity game night or whatever it is. Yeah. I, I bet you're good at that. I'm good at some things. Okay. Like I was, I liked Mancala growing up. You ever play that with the little beads? Play name that state. Play what? Mancala. Mancala? Yeah. I, I, I don't know what that is. Do you guys know what that is? You know yes. what that is? All right. I've so never two heard people of that. in the room know what that is. is what what kind of game is that? Uh, is it a card game? No, it's like it's like beads and you've got like slots. I I would have to like Google it and show it to you. Beads I, and slots. Yeah, I'm not doing a very good job of explaining not this at right all. now. Yeah. I'll it's I'll like bend at him over. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I yes. mean, it's not really accurate. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, uh, go that, ahead. Name that state. I was good. I was great at name oh, that really? state. Yeah. That was a good educational game that my mom had me play, so I nice. could actually learn geography. Nice. Always good. I'm doing that right now with my four year old. It's yeah. funny. Yeah. We do that. You name should that definitely get named that state. Yes. I was a big Uno guy as well. Oh, really? Oh yeah. Okay. Now Uno. we have something we can do on the road. Yeah. Yeah. I, I I used to love playing Uno, and you can't find anyone that likes to play Uno anymore. Really? Yeah. Can you? When's the last time you played Uno? Oh. Uh, I don't know. Exactly. Why? Because you don't have anybody to play with. I mean, that's that's a general problem of my life, but we don't okay. have to put me on the couch <laughs> right now. Right. I, I think it's something we could play on the plane, right? <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah, see, like, I know a lot of guys like to play dominoes, but you cannot play dominoes on a plane. Yeah, there's no room to play. Exactly, it. but you can play Uno. You can. Yeah, and if you want to play something on a game, usually you wind up gambling. Yeah. Yeah, I I'm not doing that. I'll, I'll play Uno. We'll have some fun. Yes. Right, okay. I don't like to gamble either. I don't like to lose my money. Yes. Um, but I, I want to, so basically what I want to do is throw out a few, conver- throw out a few questions, excuse me, I should say, and we can see where the conversations go for us, right? Okay. So you throw out the question and we get the answer or you throw out the question and I answer? No, we, we answer. Oh, okay. Yeah. Go ahead. So first. You're the moderator one. and answering. Yes. Interesting. All right. That's how, that's how this podcast is going to work. Look out Jimmy Fallon. He can ask and answer. Oh, I please. like it. Nobody, nobody will want to see me nightly on NBC at eleven thirty-five at night. Speak it into existence, Miles. Yes, they will. Come on. I would. Ra- <laughs> no, never mind. Stop it. Anyway, uh, who do you think could be the Rams' first-time Pro Bowler this year? Oh, read this, saw this, um, and I like the answer that I saw on Twitter. Um, Brandon Cooks. Yeah. I mean, it's receivers tough, man. I mean, it it's hard. It's hard. It's hard. Uh, they came up with the top five receivers in the national. Who would be your top five guys in the national football? Ooh, that's another good one. Mike um, Thomas. Yeah. He's Julio. Yeah. In no particular oh, order, right? No order. Okay. Yeah. Odell Beckham Jr. Would you throw him in there? I would put him at like four or five only because of the production is not as much as some of the other guys. Right. And he's had a history of injuries. And you can't put Fitz on there, even though you want to. Why can't you? 
I mean, because I mean, because of his age. At, so you're saying top five right now? Right now, your top five guys. Definitely Julio, Antonio Brown, Mike Thomas would be my top three, probably. Right. And how many slots do you have at receiver at the Pro Bowl? I'm assuming six or seven. If, Something like if that. If you have a special teamer, yeah. so. I would say Brandon Cooks. It's just hard to crack that lineup, man. Yeah. Because these guys that are that have that have made it, these all pros, they're still in their prime. You know what I mean? So you're gonna have to come up with something special. Fifteen hundred, ten touchdown catches. You know, uh, you make guys miss on every reception. I mean, all these metrics they're counting now for receivers. You're gonna have to do a lot to top these guys. I, what's interesting though, too, is that when you have guys on the Rams, right? You could say. Either one of the three starting wide receivers, in my opinion, could be a first-time Pro Bowler this year. You think because, so? Yeah, okay. because it could be Brandon Cooks. And Brandon Cooks has been as consistent as any wide receiver in the league over the course of the last four seasons, right? right. I mean, you think about um, what he did in New Orleans, then what he did in New England, and now what he's done in Los Angeles. He, he's been terrific in all of those places. I just don't know if you're going to get enough looks. Like, here's Mike Thomas last season, 147 targets. Do you think Jared Goff or Sean McVay would target one guy 147 times? Probably I think if you not. target one guy 147 times, something's wrong in this offense. You know what or I mean? Or something, like some people are injured. Right, that's what I mean. Something's wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, 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 yeah. this is a, a spread-the-ball type offense. 125 catches. Yeah. Yeah, uh, this, this is all Mike Thomas. 1,405 yards. Now, I think that's possible with fewer receptions because you're going to spread the ball. But what you do you know, after you make the catch is purely up to you. Right. Nine touchdowns. I think you can get that. Uh, 11.2 yards per catch I, I, I per reception. I think you can get to those numbers, but I'm not sure if you're going to get the targets, I, enough targets. Okay, well, I, I just looked it up. So Robert Woods had 130 targets mm -hmm. last year. And something went wrong. Cooper Cup was out. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Brandon Cooks had 117. Right. And there was what what one game, two games that he had to miss time in. Right. Right. So at least uh, week five in Seattle is the one that comes to mind right uh, off the top. So I mean, Robert Woods finished with 86 receptions, 1219 yards, six touchdowns. Brandon Cooks 80 receptions, 1204 yards, five touchdowns. Right. So I think what you're saying is probably true. You're probably not going to get to that hundred, nearly 150 targets. At that mark, you're probably not going to get there as long as everybody is healthy. Right. Or but un unless you you're having a Mike Thomas type year and then they start designing plays just for you. Maybe, but I don't yeah. think that's the way this offense and is And I don't work. think Mike Thomas is going to have that year now that Jared Cook is there. That's mm, the reason that's they went true. out and got a Jared Cook. Yes, it yeah. is. It but, is. But to crack that Pro Bowl lineup at wide receiver – if these guys stay healthy, you would bet it's going to be the same guys in the Pro Bowl again. Well, okay. I I would almost say that there's maybe more of an argument for a healthy Cooper Cup over the course of a 16-game season mm -hmm. to be a Pro Bowler than maybe your Robert Woods or your Brandon Cooks because of the slot element that True. he brings to it, right? And yeah. when you think about it, third downs, red zone, that was Cooper Cup time. Right, because Cooper Cup had, he finished with the team tied for the team lead with six touchdown receptions, and he played half the season. No doubt. Um, see, this is funny, and you're gonna take this comparison the wrong way. At least most people will. I see him more as a Edelman type. Edelman dominates an entire year and a postseason run, and never makes a Pro Bowl. Okay. Yeah, you see what I'm saying? It, yes. it, it may not turn up in the stat column how important he is, because it may not be a touchdown. It may not be a long reception. It may just be. This catch for a first down that keeps the drive alive. 
in a tough ball game, when you need a play, he makes that play. But on the stat sheet, it looks like Antonio Brown had the better day. But clearly, it was Goff. He was or uh, Cooper Cup. He was way more important than whatever this fantasy-driven stuff anybody else has done right. to victory. Does that make sense? Yeah it, yeah, it does, but I don't see that as something that's bad. I, no, no. I no. tend to agree with you, at least when you talk about the comparison, right? Like, yeah, yeah. I don't I don't think that that's an inapt comparison. I think it actually is a good comparison. Well, most people, when you say, if I say Cup and then Edelman, they say, oh, he's just a white guy? No, I'm well, talking about no, their impact and where just, they play. Right. It, yeah. it's, it's what they do, and it, it's how they um, and it's how they impact the game. And basically, they are yeah. playing very similar positions. Wanna, it's if, not just that. If you want a visual of what I'm talking about, like as far as impact on a game, go back and look at the Super Bowl. Yeah, Every exactly. time Brady needed a play, there's Edelman. Exactly. That's the, sor- that's the sort of stuff that Cooper Cup provides for Jared Goff. Now, it may not be the numbers that garners a Pro Bowl look, but he is the most important guy on the field at various times. Yes, I, I would agree with that. Um, I think that that's interesting there. On the defensive side, though, would you who would you maybe say that could be the first-time Pro Bowl? You know, i got act- a name in mind. Act- uh, who's, who's your name? My name would be John Johnson. You know, that, that could be overdue. Again, boy, at that spot, I don't know what he could do to be – to, to be better, you know, to, to, I mean, if you have the exact same season, I, I think people know you now and know where you live and know what you're about to say it's not a fluke. So if you have the, a similar season, I think you have to be in the mix. Yes, exactly. You know? Yeah. I, I think the, the rule of the Pro Bowl still applies. Uh, you make it one year after you should and stay a year longer than you should. Hmm. So I, he is in line for a Pro Bowl berth. If he has the exact same season and, and right. doesn't improve. Right. right. I think he would be one. Also, maybe Michael Brockers is another name. You know, he's in a contract year. I think with the visibility increase that the Rams have had, more yeah. people probably know about him. As a what? Because I love Brock, but he makes the Pro Bowl as a what? I mean, he would have to be probably a nose tackler or a 3-4 defensive end. So he's in the same category as a Linval Joseph. You, you see what I'm saying? Yeah, Guys yeah. that their nose tackles, they stop the run. This is all they do. Right. So they're looked at one way. So if you put Brock at, th- at a three technique, you know, as a pass rushing yeah. interior guy, okay, well, you're going to have to get into those, you know, eight, nine, ten sack seasons to, mm-hmm. to get a look there. Now, if you slot him as a defensive end, now you're out there with Cam Jordan. True. Yeah, so it's it's going to be hard for guys like Michael Brockers to crack the Pro Bowl. That's fair. Unless you just start putting up some big, big numbers. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Dante Fowler is another name. Yeah, speed guy, off the edge. I think that's wide open. Yeah. I do. I, I think that's all the rage. Uh, when they start changing how they categorize guys off the edge, now it's just edge guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think that's anybody who has you know high numbers or high pressure numbers coming off the edge now has a chance yes. to get there. So, absolutely. He better, man. Well, If it, you want to make money. Right. And yeah. that that's why I I would say for him especially, you think about the fact that he signed a one-year deal. It's basically a one-year prove-it type deal, which mm-hmm. he himself has even acknowledged. He knows that he's got to step up this year and do things better, et cetera, et cetera. And he's going to be playing with Aaron Donald over the course of an entire season, has a training camp with Aaron Donald. They know how each other plays and mm-hmm. whatnot. And I think – the Rams' defense is going to be a bit more cohesive this year, mm-hmm. I, I would say, because it's mostly the same guys, and you've added veterans with a lot of experience in places where it's not. True. I think they are they have a chance to be better. They're going to be versatile. They're going to be a lot more 
multiple than they were last season. And they were pretty... For sure. Yeah, I mean, with the addition of Clay Matthews. But I think the most important thing for guys like Fowler is that Corey Littleton is back as the signal caller. Mm. That's huge. That's like having the, your quarterback come back for another year. Yeah. Because you can get into a rhythm of his play call. You you kind of know what's coming. So, And Wade Phillips knows what Fowler is and how to use him. Yes. You know what I mean? So let's not burden him with a whole lot. Let's let him do what he does best. That also helps when you have Littleton on the field that knows the same thing. Let's not adjust you. Let's not move you. When you're in the, this position to rush the passer, I'm going to leave you there and adjust everyone around you. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Yeah. If Aaron Donald gets in a, a three-point stance on this guy, the last thing you want to do is move him. If he's there, that means he knows he can be successful. Leave him there. Yep. Yeah, so that works for Wade. That works for Corey Littleton. So I think you actually have a chance to be better. But for guys like Fowler off the edge, I mean, when it's light your hair on fire time, pin your ears back and let's go, you've got to be the first guy to the quarterback. It hmm. can't be Aaron. Remember, Aaron's coming from the interior. Yeah, but there's, that means he has less space to go. What do you mean? He is there's if you're on the edge, it's more yards to the quarterback than if you're coming up the middle. Usually. Okay, so when you're looking on the edge, left or right, when you look out left or right, who's next to you? Chances are no one. Yeah. There's space, there's a chance to run. So yeah. generally speaking, you should be the first guy on the quarterback. Not a guy that's coming through fighting through a phone booth. Okay, I mean, generally speaking... That's got to deal can, with a center guard and a back. I, I hear you, and I tend to agree with you, but generally speaking, that's saying something like... You can't say generally speaking when you're talking about Aaron Donald. Well, I'm just... Okay, so let's... Generally speaking, let's just have fun and put Aaron in Denver okay. with Von Miller and those edge guys. They would get to the passer before him. You see what I'm saying? Sure. Absolutely. There's they bring smoke off the edge. They're unblocked off the edge for three steps. Aaron takes a step and he's making contact. And the guys off the edge down. should be closer to the quarterback after three steps. I guess I'm just, I'm guess I'm just playing devil's advocate and like not because I don't believe you, but because I know Aaron Donald is so good. So like, but most times when Aaron is getting to the quarterback, it's very very quickly. Yeah. He uses his speed to get there. That that's the only, that's the only thing I'm saying. This is fun. I wish I could do this and go back and just show everybody. Some of his best moves, he's still getting blocked. It's just not the guy that he beat. It's the other guy coming to chip on him. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. So, edge guys, you went on the outside, you're in. Right, because it's the only it's one-on-one. -on -one. And you're taking yes. half the guy. You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. So, you should be – in. basically, I agree with you in theory. You should always be winning if you're the outside yeah. guy because you are the outside guy and you only have one guy. To now, beat. I'm not saying get the sack, but you should be the first guy disrupting. You're off the edge. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, and Fowler, I think – Smells that, knows that, understands that, and so does Wade Phillips. Yes. That's why it's a big time for him. Yeah, you should be on the quarterback immediately. And if that quarterback has to step up, well, guess what you're stepping up into? Exactly. Yeah, okay. exactly. Yes, and that's the way it should work. Right. That's, honestly, it did work that way pretty well in the first couple of years with Aaron Donald and Robert Quinn. No doubt, at least for one side. Yes. Yeah, uh, there should be, if you're getting edge or pressure off the edge, there should be nowhere for that quarterback to go but up the middle. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yes. And if you do that, you're stepping into one of the best ever. Exactly, yeah. yes. Um, something I do want to mention, though, because uh, if you think about the way the Rams' offense works, in theory, if one guy gets hot, any one of those guys could be a first-time Pro Bowler in terms of your tight ends or your wide receivers. Yeah. Now, Gerald mm. Everett is the guy that I'm coming to here. Yeah. Because we, I think, have seen flashes of Everett's potential, but I think he would even admit this. We've not seen the full Gerald Everett experience no, quite yet. No, no, no. Okay, so Kelsey, Gronk is out. 
Cook's in New Orleans now. He's going to see a lot of action. You know, Breeze is going to hit him. Mm-hmm. And he's fantastic between the hash marks. So those numbers are going to be inflated. But there's there's an opportunity. You know, if In you the want, NFC, yes, particularly. Yeah, yeah. If you want to follow the Gronk model, it's not just what you do down the field. It's what you do in line as well. So, yeah, yeah there's room to grow there. That would be awesome. I said this before, man. In this offense, when you're in 11 personnel 80% of the time, if you're going to make the Pro Bowl from the tight end spot on this team in a McVay offense, you are a bad man for what they ask you to do. No doubt. Yeah. What, so I saw this from uh, Next Gen Stats mm-hmm. this morning. They put this out. It's very interesting. So it's a tweet. Sean McVay and the Rams used 11 personnel on 90% of their offensive snaps in 2018. And over the past two seasons, the Rams have only used five personnel packages on offense, while three teams have used at least 30. And that's the Bears, the Saints, and the Ravens. Mm-hmm. So what's actually even more interesting, last two years, five different personnel groupings on offense for the Los Angeles Rams. And the second place team in terms of or the team that's used the second least mm-hmm. is the Kansas City Chiefs with 12. Crazy. I know. Yeah. Hey, that's So the fact that the Rams have been so consistent in what they do on basically each and every play, like if one team has more than double the amount of different personnel groupings than you've used, and that's very interesting to me. With virtually no contribution from that tight end spot. Yeah, That's, averaging averaging fewer than 600 yards yes. out of the tight end spot as a whole over the last two years. Group 90% of the time, which means that tight end's feet are on the field. Yep. 90% of the time, and he's not a big part of the offense. No. So imagine, and you scored 30 points a game. Yes. Now and imagine you, you what finished, happens. Yeah, you finished one and yeah. two in scoring in the last two years. Imagine what happens if you just improve that spot by 30%. I know. Wow. Yeah. So it's it's out there for you. It is. Um, as a receiver, but it's also important as a blocker. Definitely. Yeah. So perhaps more important as a blocker especially. because of the way that um, those numbers have worked. Right. So I think that's where if 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 Gerald Everett turns into Jared Cook down the field, I'll be happy. Yeah. But I, I think there's room to grow as a blocker. You know what I mean? Agreed. For for just about every tight end out there, save for Rob Gronkowski. Yes. Yeah, who could block his ass off? I I agree with you on that. Uh, so this is another question, um, and we got it for mailbag, but I would rather do it here because we have more time to discuss it. Um, but I, and I think it's interesting. So first to receive a contract extension from the Rams, Sean McVay or Jared Goff? <laughs> and you alluded to this at the beginning of the podcast. I did. Actually, uh, well, logic says quarterback first, coach second. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I, one's going to follow the other within months. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It, it's going to look, I think that we and can I, say, I, yeah, it's going to happen for both and, of them. And I bet those two guys aren't going anywhere. If all goes well, they'll do this again in five years yep. or whenever the contracts end. Yeah. I mean, I think they'll be joined at the hip, you know, don't you? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. I, I do. I, I think it's, <laughs> It's been kind of weird to see like, the big deal that's kind of been made out of this with both extensions from Pro Football Talk. Mm-hmm. Have you seen some of this stuff? Like, just with Mike Florio, and I'll use his name. I mean, like, he's making a big deal, like, parsing the words of Sean McVay when Sean oh. McVay was like, 
you know, I have no doubt that Jared because, Goff will get the contract that he's worthy yeah, of. I and think that's whatever. because Sims. Sims doesn't think highly of Goff. I know. Well, I saw Chris Sims like top forty quarterback list, and Jared Goff was down at like nineteen behind yeah. like Derek Carr and Kirk Cousins and all these other people that have not accomplished nearly as much yeah. as what Jared Goff has in the last couple. Of I years. think Florio is just of the opinion, like a lot of people are, that it's it's prohibitive towards winning to pay one guy a lot of money. You know right. what I mean? Your yes. quarterback a ton of money. It, it really does hamstring you. But there's plenty of proof to the contrary, to where you can pay that guy and field a competitive football team if you draft and develop. You, that's exactly what you have to do. Right, so that's the other side of it. So I, I think anything like that is a backhanded comment, comment towards Jared Goff's ability. Yes, it is. Yeah. And that's, why, that's exactly what Sean McVay has said. I mean, there's been the rumor that really was picked up more by Pro Football Talk, which was not coming from anywhere but Pro Football Talk, that the Rams might not re-sign Goff and they would do this, that, and the third and, you know, let Sean McVay develop another quarterback. And Sean McVay has come out very strong and said, like, that's absolutely not true. Mm-hmm. And I basically, I don't know where that's coming from, but as long as I'm here, that guy is my guy. What would you rather do? What? Just having fun. Just taking off your Ram hat for a second. Okay. Would you rather start over with a top flight blue chip rookie? I mean, really have to start from ground zero and build that guy up. But you'll put your imprint on that guy. It's clearly your quarterback. You drafted him. You developed him. Or is it easier to have to, to get Jared Goff to reach his potential at this point? I think it's much easier to get a guy that's already a known commodity to reach their potential. It's more expensive, though. Way more expensive. Certainly it's more expensive, but, I mean, this is not college. Right. You don't have a recruiting cycle every four years that you have to go through. Now, do you have to pay people and do you have to pay contracts? Absolutely. But I think it's also not a video game. These guys aren't automatons. True. These are human beings. And so when you have these interpersonal relationships. most Most of them are. Okay, yeah. fair. Yes, yeah. I, I agree with you. But I, I think when you have the interpersonal relationship and you can build the chemistry between your head coach and your quarterback, yeah, and you see how that can continue to build and you stack blocks onto it so that what they talk about in being an extension of the coaching staff yeah. truly becomes something that you can see week in and week out like it is in New Orleans with no Drew doubt. Brees. Right. Why would you not want to do that? You're already on that track. Why would you cut your knees off and then expect to grow more roots? Funny. That's when you mentioned Breeze. Remember, he started out in San Diego. Yeah. And they drafted Phillip Rivers. Mm-hmm. That's how New Orleans wound up getting Breeze. Because the Miami failed his physical on the shoulder. Right. And they went with Culpepper. Yeah. Yeah, instead of Breeze. So, I mean, but it's, it's, it's just one of those things. It's funny. Like, Jack Del Rio's in the news recently um, telling the world that he, it wasn't his choice to draft Blaine Gabbert. <laughs> Apparently he went, I swear, he went to get lunch, came back, they traded up and said, we have Blaine Gabbard as a quarterback. Really? And this is all going to be in a book. So you okay. you never know. But there is a sell job that goes on with quarterback to coach, or excuse me, coach to quarterback. This is the offense I want you to run, and it works. I want you to trust me. There's also some of that coming back the other way. I can run whatever you need me to run. You know, I'm not limited. Mm-hmm. Whatever you think is possible, whatever you want me to do within this offense, I can do. And I think we saw a little bit of that. I, th- I think we saw that growth from 16 on till now with Jared Goff. Yeah. Whatever you want to run, it's possible. You don't have to go look into college and say, I want one of those. I am that. Yep. And I'm also already here with tons of experience. You know what I mean? Yes. So I think there's a trust that's 
that, that's grown between those two. So, like I said, I think they're going to be joined at the hip for a long time. I agree. And, that's again, it's what Sean McVay has said, and Jared Goff has been very clear. You know, I'll let that take care of itself. Mm-hmm. And I think Sean McVay got asked about his contract situation, and he also said the similar thing. I plan yeah. on being here for a long time, and that's going to take care of itself. I, so. wonder, I wonder when is Jared going to have that, how do you say it, not coming out party. I think we've already seen that. What do you mean? I don't know what you mean. Because there's the, it's, it's almost 50-50. There's 50% that says Jared Goff is – he's potentially elite, right? He's one of the best quarterbacks out there. Yeah. And then there's the other side that says it's all McVay. And it, that happens a lot to to certain quarterbacks. But I wonder sure. when and and what does he need to do to, to pull that other 50% to his side? I don't know. I Take think a big that... shot, have his helmet knocked off, come back in the game – get knocked out of the game, come back in the game, win the game. So, okay, here's here's another question. Why do you think that Drew Brees does not get that sort of thing too, right? Because you could arguably say, if you want to think of it like this, Drew Brees, while he was a good pro in San Diego, turned into a Hall of Famer when he went to New Orleans, right? I would agree, yeah. So does that not have a lot to do with Sean Payton? Uh, maybe it's the key moments, big games. He's had more big game opportunities than Jared Goff at this point. And he's, yeah. he's come through time and time again. Like eventually they just, if you keep winning, keep, you know, you, you, you keep getting your team in these, these big game situations and you keep coming out on top or at least play well in them. Public opinion will switch. Cause I remember at one point they thought Drew Brees was just a, a run and shoot quarterback. They got lucky. Okay. And then he got hurt. I told you he was going to get hurt. He's not very big. And then he goes to New Orleans, becomes a Hall of Famer. So over time, if you keep winning, they'll come back to you or they'll come to you. Okay. It'll be universal praise for you. But sometimes it's the jury's out until you win. Like Matt Ryan. Yeah. Oh, he's great, but he can't win the big game until you do. And then that goes away. Sure. You know what I mean? So I wonder what it's going to take for, for people that knock Jared Goff. What do they need to see? For, for them to say, okay, this guy's pretty good. You know, I don't know, because I think there have been off-schedule plays that he's made time and time again. We saw it in the NFC Championship game, especially in New Orleans, where you think about the kind of crazy throw he made to the left sideline to mm-hmm. Tyler Higby, right? And yeah. like that kept the drive alive, right? So there are things that he's done. I mean, the, the throw where he had to go over the middle to Gerald Everett, that mm-hmm. was also off schedule. He was rolling to his right and throws it right. um, in, in the middle of the field, and then Gerald Everett goes rumbling down the field. So I think there have been examples of Jared Goff making throws and being the type of pro that you know is going to be one of those elite caliber guys, right? I mean, think about the throw he made to Cooper Cup in that back right corner of the end zone where he's rolling to his right, and you think that that thing is either going out of bounds or there's no way it's going to be caught, and it ends up going right in the bucket. Yeah. If not for Mahomes, that's probably your play of the year. Yes. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you. I just uh, It just seems like no matter what he does, even off-schedule stuff, it seems like the coach gets the credit for it. Yeah. Versus Jared Goff. So I I wonder. For me, maybe it's maybe it's a toughness thing. Maybe they need to see him Man, but like how many on, maybe they need to see him put the team on his shoulders and will them to victory. So he needs what, like the drive from uh, um, the, Elway in eighty six? The drive or whatever. I don't know. I mean it's a bad day for everybody but him. You know what I mean? And he just wills you to victory in a big game. But I mean he has he's and who knew I was going to be Jared Goff defender today? Um, but he's had really well, good no games. No one's attacking Jared, so you don't have to defend. 
Well, just saying. I'm playing yeah. the I'm playing this role. Oh, okay, go ahead. I yeah, guess yeah. I don't know. I, yeah. But he's had like if you think about the Minnesota game, that was that's one of the best passing games at least in the last ten years, if not the last right. twenty or fifty. But go back to Monday or the day after that Friday. Friday, as the, the day, case may be. Yeah, I knew it was on, on yeah. Sunday. But the day after that game. What are we talking about? Sean McVay's play design. Sean McVay taking advantage of a, a bar. Well, okay, but, it's, <laughs> right, but why can't it be both? Right. Well, you know, you ever I, seen that? You seen that commercial with yeah. the, like the girl who's like talking about the tacos? Yeah, yeah. And she's like, "Why can't we have both?" Well, you know, it can be both to me. I go back to the Usain Bolt argument, right? If he's going to win, guaranteed, he's the fastest guy out there. But it's only a story if he's challenged. If he wins by ten meters. It's a blip on ESPN. No one cares. But if he actually has to come from behind and run a guy down, then it's a story. Right. You know what I mean? So maybe that's what he needs, which, which like sucks the- for us because you're either you're in a shootout versus Kansas City. Yeah. Or you're in one of these, you know, 10-3 blue-collar defensive football games that are ugly to watch, you know? Right. But I think that's what he needs to win those other naysayers back. Just one of those – he put the team on his back and dragged them into the end zone, dragged them into the win column. He almost did that against Philadelphia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, in that whatever week that was, week 15 at the Coliseum. Right. That that would that have been That was an opportunity. It. You're right. It, Chicago yeah. would have been an opportunity. Yeah, but nothing was going right that game. That's, that's what like, I mean. Okay, okay. <laughs> right okay, there. That's, that's Green Bay has been through that a thousand times. Yes. Yeah, It's nothing was going right except for him. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the other thing is, and, and I think that this is always important to remember, Jared Goff is 24. So he's got many, many years of yeah. football left, you know, for you hope and knock on wood. No, wait a minute now. Hold on. Just, let's get into that. He's 24. So are we saying he's young? Yeah. The guy's, he's been a starter for damn near three years. I know. Well, that's not young anymore, bro. That's a lot of football. Well, it's young in it's not young in football years, but in terms of just so if he goes his out and, body, if I he mean, goes he's out and has years a, old. If he goes out and has a four pick game, are we going to say, oh, he's only twenty four? No, <laughs> exactly right. Exactly. <laughs> oh, he's only twenty four. Oh, you know, there's selective please, reasoning there. Please type that, Miles. Oh, he's only twenty four. You know, four picks and fumble the ball twice, and uh, the Rams I, lose. But he's listen, only twenty four. No, 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 no. That's not how that works. <laughs> Put Obviously. that on Twitter. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, he's been the starter for three years. Right. Um, so as we, we wrap this up, this 50 minutes kind of went by fast. That's it? I don't know how we're well, – I don't know how like long fire. exactly Go, it's been. Rapid fire. Some more questions. I know you got one more. Uh, well, what are you going to do for the 4th of July? Uh, I'm trying not to blow my hand off. Okay. Yeah. yeah the, the only JPP news – rule. I always say the only news that you're going to have from an NFL team on the week of the 4th of July is bad news. No doubt. Well, just light the fuse and get away from it. Yes. Yeah. No doubt about yeah, it. D- d- don't hold it. Yeah. Don't don't hold don't, it. Don't hold it. Or honestly, just don't don't shoot them off yourself. Yes. And don't have the famous last words. Hold my beer. Oh no. That always ends bad. Yeah. That yeah. does always end bad. Uh, are you excited for Spider Man Far From Home? Can't wait. I'm excited for that. I'm excited for The Lion King. Oh yeah. Uh, Toy Story Four just opened up. It and, did. Um, no, Spider Man opens in four days. Yeah, Spider Man yeah. opens. I think on July second. Geeked for it. Absolutely. Yes. Yes, sir. Uh, what have you been watching on television lately? Actually, nothing. Um, really? Wow. Yeah, I kind of gave TV a, a break. Um, watching old movies? Okay. I watched The Graduate the other day. Never saw it. You know what? I was watching something um, the other day, and I was like, man, I wish they had ended this movie like The Graduate. 
That was oh, cool. I, you know what it was? What? It was Love Simon. You ever seen that movie? Mm, Love it's Simon. like it's like the the movie about the name. guy. Yeah, it's about the guy who doesn't want. He, nobody knows he's gay, and then yes! you watch. Yeah, my daughter turned me on to that one. Yeah, 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 it's, yeah. it's a pretty good movie, but I kind of wanted it to be like at the end. Spoiler alert: He finds out who he's talking to, and then they like are in a Ferris wheel. Yeah, and like I wanted it to end like the graduate where they look uh, at each other, and it's like, what now? And then it didn't. Th- Right. That would have been fun. That was cool. But yeah, I've I've actually seen The Graduate. I watched good it movie. in a seventies film class. I, I read in something about that movie. It's crazy. It's the last, first and last time, or the last time the director was nominated, but or won, but didn't win Best Picture. Huh. Usually one follows the other. Yeah. If you win Best Director, usually you get Best Picture. But it's the first or the first and last time they you won Best Director, but did not win Best Picture. Interesting. Weird. But yeah, I loved it. Loved it. Loved it. Yeah. So I'm watching that. I, I watched that. I've been watching Big Little Lies. Have you you keep Little tweeting Lies? about this thing. No, oh, it's really I stopped good. watching TV. Yeah. It's good. Um, I watched that. Oh, the other thing I watched, I watched Jackie Brown for the first time. What'd you think? I really liked Tell it. Tell me Sam Jackson shouldn't have like won some award for that he role. He should have. Dude, he was that character. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. He. What was his name? Oh, I can't remember his name. Oh, my Turn goodness. No, I can't tongue. either. And I oh, literally just watched the movie. That's so bad. It's not Odell. No, it is. Yes, it, it is. It is Odell. It is. Something like that. Oh, I can't it remember is. his no, name. No, it's Odell. It's Odell. I promise you. Odell Roby. Odell. Odell Roby. Yes. yes. Yeah. And um, oh, my God. Jackie Brown. Yeah. Yes, sir. Odell Roby. Odell yeah. Roby. And um, Robert De Niro's character was hilarious. <laughs> Hilarious. <laughs> I was very surprised when I saw Robert De Niro in that movie. I was like, what is he doing here? You know, and then he just is like being look, Robert De Niro. I have one wish since we're close to Hollywood. It's just being a pitch meeting with Tarantino. Because <laughs> if you can pitch De Niro to take that role, that must be a hell of a pitch meeting. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's really cool. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood also coming out this also, in July as well, well so I'm excited for that. Carve, that's not a family movie. That is definitely not no, a family no, movie. Can't, can't no Tarantino that. movies. No. Movie. All right, any other parting shots? Uh oh yeah 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 oh, uh, you're, <laughs> you're bringing out the backpack. That's right. Um, what episode are we on? Uh, ninety six, ninety seven. One of 96, those. Ninety six, ninety seven. Ninety seven. Because 97. I, you asked me that, and I texted you. Oh, Eugene Sims. My family, Morgan Fox, and watches between the horns. Yeah, and they care about you. Okay, they're de facto far. Really? So they said it was unfair that you didn't have a a security blanket. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) We brought you one. DeMarco just gave me a pink security blanket. blanket. A pink security blanket. Yes. This is fantastic. Now, that's my oldest daughter. She's 18 now. Yeah. Yeah. So she she she's she's giving that to you. I have my own Whoopi. Yes, you do. That's amazing. You name it Jared. No, name it uh, Cooper. <laughs> Cooper. Cooper. Yeah. Yes, that's your Cooper Whoopi. security blanket. <laughs> right there. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I think we're gonna have to finish off on that. Hey, everybody, thanks so much for tuning into this edition of Between the Horns for Demarco Farah, Miles Simmons. We will see you in a couple weeks. We